The Old Testament book of Jonah is not the story of a great fish. It is the story of a great God. In a world on the verge of judgment and desperate for a spiritual awakening, it holds a message we all need. Salvation is of the Lord. Join us in the book of Jonah today as we study God's Word with Scott Pauley. We've come today to the last verse of the book of Jonah. It's Jonah chapter 4 and verse number 11. And not only to the last verse, we have also come to a last word that is most unique. It is God's last word. And it's very revealing. It tells us so much about the Lord. Let me make a couple of observations, if I may. And First, let me read to you Jonah chapter 4, verse 10 and verse 11. Then said the Lord, Thou hast had pity on the gourd, for the which thou hast not labored, neither madest it grow, which came up in a night and perished in a night. And should not I spare Nineveh, that great city, wherein are more than six score thousand persons that cannot discern between their right hand and their left hand, and also much cattle? So, here are my two observations from God's last word. First of all, the last word always belongs to the Lord. Always to the Lord. There's a lot of talk in this book. Uh, Jonah does a lot of talking. The mariners do a lot of talking. The Ninevites do a lot of talking. But in the end, the last word always is the Lord's. That's exactly right. Man has his day. Man has his moment. But ultimately, the Lord gives the final verdict. God knows and God speaks. The second thing that I want you to remember from this closing passage of our study in the book of Jonah is not only that the last word is always the Lord's, but the last word here is about the love of God. I think that's powerful. Of all of the attributes of our God, of all of the things that we could talk about, God's power in a book like Jonah, the most powerful thing is his love. He uses the word pity in verse number 10. He said, you've had pity on the gourd. He's showing a a contrast here, if you will, for Jonah's uh, small heart and God's great heart. Uh, For Jonah's love and affection for something that, honestly, he he didn't really care about. He only cared about how it could serve him, something he had nothing to do with it growing. And yet God said, I created these people. I love these people. I want these people to know me. It is a revelation of the love of our great God. In fact, here's the last verse. And should not I spare Nineveh that great city. You'll remember that this was an expression used throughout the book. Chapter 3, verse number uh, 3. Chapter 3, verse number 2 talks about the great city, the exceeding great city. But watch this. It was not just great in size. It was great in souls. That's very important because we have this tendency to, to measure by the size of something, the largeness of something. Friend, the largest thing in this book is not the size of Nineveh. It is the heart of God. His heart was a heart for the people there, not for the buildings, not for the culture, but for the souls of men. Oh, may God help all of us, me included, me especially, to look beyond what we typically see at a glance, to look beneath the surface and see the souls of men. It was a great city. And then he says this, wherein are more than six score thousand persons that cannot discern between their right hand and their left hand. That's 120,000 infants. 
The only people that can't discern between the right hand and left hand are babies. So imagine a city so great, and God is revealing here, I believe, his love for children, his love for generations of people. Uh, I fear that too often we have thought only of our own generation. What about the next generation and the generation to follow and the generation to follow that? Did you know that there's another book in the Old Testament that deals with Nineveh? It's over just a couple of books in your Old Testament. It's the book of Nahum. Nahum preached to Nineveh a message of judgment, get this, 150 years after Jonah. Nahum 1 verse 1, the burden of Nineveh. So watch this. Five generations were spared by one revival. Five generations of little children heard the truth. Five generations uh, were able to escape this judgment and wrath of God because of one awakening that came to a city. Now, the judgment still came. God still dealt with Nineveh. Uh, It is judgment delayed, judgment deferred. Uh, But it's going to come back around. And I want to say to you uh, that the God who's showing mercy and grace right now to all of us in this world, he's still the God of justice and judgment. And the holy God will have the last word, and there will be judgment in the end. But this is profound to me because I'm thinking, what about my children? What about my grandchildren? Could it be that the obedience of God's people right now and the message of God's mercy and a a fresh glimpse of the love of God could give us a space of grace for some generations to come to know the Lord for themselves? And then this is truly Truly interesting to me. Here's how the book and the verse ends. Should not I spare Nineveh, that great city, wherein are more than six score thousand persons that cannot discern between their right hand and their left hand, and also much cattle? The last word, literally, the last word of the book is the word cattle. Now, I grew up on a farm where my grandfather had cattle. I like cattle. Uh, I take a run in the country when I'm home, and there's a neighbor that has cattle. They're beautiful. I like those cattle. But I've got to tell you, I don't know that I've ever had much compassion for cattle. And yet, would you like to know how big the heart of God is? Obviously, the animals don't have souls as these children did. They don't have eternal souls as the human beings there did. But God is revealing his love is so broad, so deep, so high, so long, so great and vast that he even has compassion on the animals that live there. He doesn't want to destroy anything. See, Satan is a destroyer, and sin is destructive. But God is not a destroyer. God is a God of love. He is revealing himself, even by the close of this book, as one who loves the little ones, the ones who are ignorant, the ones who did not know the difference, and even the animals that lived in that city. This is how great the God of love is. You see, the Ninevites worshipped Ishtar. Ishtar was the God of love and war. That's interesting, isn't it? Someone said all is fair in love and war. Well, this was the God, their God, little g, of love and war. But now God is revealing himself to them as the God of true love, the God who is love. And and I want to remind you, it wasn't just the Ninevites who were learning that God is love. It was Jonah who was learning that God is love. Dear friend, there are people all around you today that need to know the God of love. There are people all around you today that need to hear a word from the Lord that reveals God to them. And how will it begin? It will begin by us getting a fresh glimpse of the God of love. Would you, would you ask the Lord today to help you get a fresh glimpse of how great God's love is, that love that passes understanding? 
Oh, his everlasting love, his perfect love. God loves you. He loves you just like you are. He doesn't love you because you deserve it, because none of us deserve it. He loves you because he is love. And he not only loves you, he loves everybody around you, and he loves people that don't look like you, don't think like you, don't speak like you. He loves all people. May God baptize us afresh with the love of God and give us a fresh perspective, a new lens through which we can look at people in this world through the lens of God's love. Tomorrow, we'll close our study of this book with a very special guest. I don't want to give it away, but I'm very excited about it. A precious friend who lives in the same part of the world that Jonah ministered in and is preaching the same message, the message we all need to hear, that salvation is of the Lord. That special friend will join us tomorrow on Enjoying the Journey, and I hope you'll make every effort to listen. And I hope by God's grace, all of us can learn to apply this truth because we need to hear it, and so does everybody else. Salvation is of the Lord. Do you want to go further in your study of the Bible? Visit us at enjoyingthejourney.org. You will find hundreds of articles, sermons, and podcast episodes in our online library. You can search the archive by scripture or subject, and we trust it will help you as you continue your journey in scripture. Thanks for listening, and we hope you will join us again next time on Enjoying the Journey.